Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Eat My Catfish Studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number three of Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer out today. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. It's time now for QB time with Landon Leach. Landon, good afternoon. Hey, Randy. Did you have all this inside your crystal ball as Saturday was winding itself down? Well, actually, Saturday afternoon it was winding itself down. Was this kind of what you expected once the weekend came to its conclusion? That is, that Dan Enos will no longer be with the Arkansas program. Yeah, I think uh, you know, as, as a former player and as, as a you know, a lot of fans that really follow the game, you know, it, it, usually if there's a change that's going to be made, it's made during the bye week, um, and we talked last week about you know how KJ looked so confused and the whole offense looked confused. There was so much thinking going on, too much, you know, being put into the offense, um, and it needed to be simplified. And, uh, you know, I, I felt like you saw the uh, the main reason I thought on Saturday um, that Coach Enos was gone is, is I felt like I saw the offense quit uh, for the first time. Uh, you know, at least I thought I felt like I saw a little bit of effort, you know, trying to make plays. Uh, whether it's the O-line, whether it's the backs, whether it was the quarterbacks, you know, but I really felt like uh, Saturday you saw the team quit, you know, early on in the game. Um, And, you know, it was nice to hear, uh, because we talked about last week about how you could just see it in K.J.'s face, how he's just out there thinking and that he he doesn't really even know, uh, in my opinion, what's going on out there. And uh, so you can't play quarterback out there thinking and um, and then, you know, one of the, and then we're talking about there's too much installed. The best example I have of this was we have a, uh, I believe it's second seven, and we have a protection called that I rarely see any college teams run. Uh, but if they are, it's the best O lines in the country. And, and we pull a guard to block a backside defensive end in a pass route to try and make it look like. You know we're running the counter, and now your your center has to reach to the to the three technique to the the tackle defensive tackle. Now your left or your right tackle has to block down on him and then reach for a linebacker and whips and we get hit in one and a half seconds. Well, my problem with that is a you're already struggling to protect, so why are you making it more complex? But B, you already can't run the football, so it's not going to affect the safeties because they're, and they also know they're not going to get thrown over the top of them. So it, it's not doing anything. It defeats the whole purpose of what you're trying to do protection-wise. Uh, so it was nice to hear Coach Pittman, you know, come out and admit, you know, there's there's too much. They put too much on KJ's plate, um, and you know, it's not a knock on KJ. As we talked about last week. You know, a, a difference in play call, you know, from the slot right, left, you know, 82Z snag to what we talked about. I mean, now you're throwing up there right R D spot, shoot pass 26, double post X7 bin. You know, though, <laughs> he's having to call all that in the huddle. Protections, change protections, bring the motions. He's having to, you know, now read coverage. If, it, if they show cover four there, you've got to get into a play that now all of a sudden you can change into it. It's a foreign language, and it's hard to learn for anybody in in a short amount of time. And so, I don't think it was all Enos. 
I don't think it was all KJ. I don't think it was all the offensive line. I think it's just a really bad marriage between, you know, a guy that is more of a system top quarterback and, um, you know, a guy that uh, was at the Alabama's when, you know, they had the top talent and could run those type of things. Let's talk with uh, Tony. Nope, Tony's not there. All right. Um, there were several concerning things, on the other hand, that came out from Saturday's post-game press conference. And I, I don't want to belabor these because we have talked about them um, a lot over the last, oh gosh, starting uh, th- around 3 o'clock on uh, Saturday to uh, uh, Monday, and now here we are today, uh, in Tuesday. But um, one question that I have that can he, can Sam Pittman actually be able to somehow go from the CEO to now all of a sudden it sounds like he wants to be or is going to be a hands-on coach is is that even yeah. is that even possible in this in this regard because Tyler brought out I don't know if you heard his comments yesterday but Tyler brought out something that uh, you know is is without being an offensive coordinator somewhere along the line uh landing it's difficult to know how to put together a game plan if you've never done one before, and then you got all the passing yeah. r- passing routes, the the passing trees, and all this other stuff. How difficult is it going to be for Sam to be able to go in there and try to help correct some of the things offensively? Well, I'll tell you, my hope here is, um, and, and you asking this question. You know, the way I took that was a little bit more of he's still the CEO as far as I trust my defensive guys. Right now, I still don't, I obviously doesn't trust the offense, and he's got a guy that's never called plays. So I can now take that time. And he even mentioned that um, uh, Kenny, he, he has a lot of faith in him, you know, in the passing game and calling plays where he thought he would need some help is in the run game. And so, my thought in my my thought process on that was he's going to go in there and and it's a hard thing to say because uh, you know it makes it sound like Kenny doesn't know what he's doing, which he does. But talking about you know different scenarios when we get different looks on you know what might be the better run play in that situation, and so I think he's going to have more input in the run game than he will anything else. Um, I also think that I took it as yeah, we're going to simplify things quite a bit. I mean, he said that quite a bit. We're going to simplify. Mm-hmm. We're going to take stuff out. So you're going to see more 11 personnel, uh, which means only one tight end set or two tight end sets. You're going to get more playmakers on the field. Uh, I'm expecting, even though you can't go back all the way to a browse type offense, um, you can adjust the splits because all five guys that play on the O-line, well, six if you count uh, manual, you know, both left tackles, were there last year. They ran those schemes. Um, and so they're familiar with them. Uh, the backs are familiar with them. Uh, where I worry more than anything right now is is with the receivers getting on the same page. And I wonder if you don't see more of uh, Satania and Wilson and, and some of those guys. Um, because I do feel like, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but we talked about all these condensed formations and how many issues they were causing for uh, this team. I do expect you to see the split much, much wider like they were under Browse. I expect to see the 11 personnel. I expect to see more of the H, true H-back position where, you know, tie-ties coming in motion and kicking out versus being a hand, you know, on the ground tied in. Uh, so I think that, you know, I, I feel like my hope is, again, this is me trying to be optimistic, right, um, is he trusts that defensive staff. So now let me go in and pour my time in with my knowledge on the offensive line in the run game and let's get on the same page on how we want to call certain you know certain plays certain situations uh you know is it second four and we take or sorry is it second two and we take a shot here or does a you know something we face come up and we say all right here's what we can run right here and pick up the first down and move on 
I do think one aspect we're going to see, and I, I never understood why Sam allowed this to continue on with Enos, and that was drop back, drop back, drop back, when he kept saying he wanted to move the pocket and he wanted to roll out KJ. Well, it never came to pass. I, I don't understand why Coach Pittman allowed that to continue on and not just put his foot down and say, here's what we're going to do. Roll the quarterback out. Move the pocket. Don't leave him back there in that pocket as a sitting duck. I mean, I can understand why KJ didn't want to you know, drop back in the, in the pocket three or four steps because he knew he was going to get his block knocked off. Yeah, and one thing I've always tried to do on this show, Randy, is, is be honest and be uh, be truthful about what I see. Right. And, and first, let's first off, let's talk about what you asked. Let's we rolled out twice, I believe. Once is a wide open touchdown, and we throw it in the dirt. You know, on the first drive after the turnover on third down. Another one we roll out and we complete, I believe, for five or six yards on on first down. That's all you see. It, it blows my mind, and I'm with you. And that's what's bringing me to my point I was talking about is there's a few things that he's done and that he said here recently that that would concern me as a player that's playing under him. Uh, you know, he he's, he's first said that he doesn't want to step on toes of a coach. That, right. That blows my mind. I mean, you're the head coach. That's like my boss coming to me, and I'm, I'm not doing something that he thinks I can get better at, and I've got he's got, you know, knowledge in it and says, well, but I don't want to really bother him, in my opinion. You know, he's doing an okay job. but uh, So that that's one thing. The other thing is he says all the time that we work on these things and then we don't do them in the game. Like you said, he's a head coach. Why Why is that not being called? I don't called? get it, yeah. Hello. Why is that not, you know, why is it not at halftime when it's not happening? Why are you not going in there at halftime when you're making adjustments? Hey, KJ's still getting his head knocked off. We worked on this all week. Where is it? Yeah. No. Uh, and then the and then the third thing that really, really bothered me was him coming out. And, it, and I know he's an honest man lots of times, but it, except for when it's, uh, you know, injured players. <laughs> but um, what really bothered me was him saying he didn't know what to do and if he was making I know. the right decision. I know. Um, and, and that does not instill confidence in your players. That does not instill confidence in your teammate or, sorry, in your staff. Um and I thought that that's something that really bothered me because that's something if he does make it another year, you don't think these coaches are going to hammer him on the recruiting trail. You've got a coach, at the head coach, admitting that he doesn't know what to do in a certain situation. No, no, I totally agree. I've I've been uh, we went over that in length. I mean, there was uh, when Trey Biddy asked him about uh, you know what got you to this point. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, the, what? I realize it's great to be transparent. It's great to be honest, but sometimes you don't want to lose the confidence of your, as you said, your players, your coaches. More importantly, your well, not more importantly, but as importantly, you don't want to lose your fan base. Those kind of responses doesn't give me a tremendous amount of confidence in Sam at this point, knowing he can get the job done. Yeah, I had guys that never played in, down the football uh, that I'm friends with that were texting me, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what he said? You know, and so that just shows you, I mean, the people that don't really even have much knowledge of football, uh, knowing, you know, that your head coach is saying that. Um, and then, but I will say also, you had a caller earlier that asked why, why Kennedy's not gone. For one, that's the hardest position in, in coaching, uh, to have a replacement. So if you fire that guy, you probably don't have a GA sitting there waiting to overtake that position. So keep him. Now he's also helping in, you know, uh, Pittman's also helping in the run game. So he is going to, I think, going to be a little more hands-on. But also, I think he's got a little in there saying why he or why he knows not him. I think he's also got a little leeway. I mean, the guy had the number two uh, in top two Russian team in the SEC the last two years, you know, a top 10 offense. Uh, we've never been great in the, uh, you know, pass blocking, but we haven't been as bad. You know, you've just got a quarterback that holds on to the ball, you know, crazy amounts of times, uh, 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 sorry, amount of time. Um, you know, he's still second in the league on time to throw, which is hard to believe. 
but uh, that's why I think Kennedy's still there. You don't first, you don't have a guy to replace him, and second off, uh, you know the guy does have a little longer leash with what he's done the last couple of years with the offense. Let's talk with uh, BB. BB, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Landon. Good afternoon, man. Good to talk to you as always. Randy, we go back to about 1990, uh, well, about 2000 to 99, right in there. Or even earlier when it was, uh, as Damon was saying, it was just called the signal. <laughs> I've been watching Arkansas since 1969. This is, uh, this is right up there with Chad Morris. There's no doubt about it. I do not understand how Hunter Juracek has allowed Sam Pittman to throw Dan Enos under the bus. He is a fantastic coach. We don't have a line that can block. We don't have tight ends that can block. We don't have running backs that can pick up the cornerback uh, and, and safety uh, blitzes. You know, we're going about this thing completely the wrong way, and um, I don't understand. And uh, Hunter Juracek, is, he's playing hands-off right now big time for whatever reason uh when you don't well you can't run an offense when you don't have the offensive lineman about three or four three or three out of four of them that can't even figure out how to block or stay in position or do the right steps is that not correct randy i think you have yeah. asked an off well look, go ahead landon go ahead well so what i'll say is as I've mentioned, Danny Enos is a he is a good offense coordinator, and I know people in Arkansas are you know gonna hate that I'm saying that, um, but he really is. I mean, he's got a track record of it. The issue is, well, there's a couple issues. He's installed so much that when you go from an thank you, BB, you run under when you go from an offense that you run under browse where you've got basically maybe four or five running plays. I, I mean, you've got different variations of it. You've got four or five running plays. You've got really six or eight pass plays with different route combinations or different, uh, you know, uh, reads, whether it's man or zone, uh, to an offense where you've probably got 150 plays and you've got, uh, you know, probably 30 different run plays. You've probably got, or sorry, you've probably got 40 different run plays. You've probably got 100 different pass, pass route combinations. So you're going so much information that it is hard to grasp, and that's why so many quarterbacks struggle when they get to the NFL, and they have all day and all night to learn the offense. Um, whereas in college now, you don't have that time. And my other thing is defensive lines have gotten so good that I, I think you've got to go to the up-tempo game now. You can't hold off, you can't hold out, you know, three, four seconds every snap, especially on third and long. So, um, I like Enos. I understand also why Pittman had to make the move. The offense had quit. Uh, it wasn't working out. Um, when you score three points, um, you know, that's the guy calling the plays. You can't keep him. Uh, and we talked about it at Alabama. Uh, if KJ hadn't been Superman in the second half, we wouldn't have scored a point there either. Uh, so, it just wasn't clicking with this team. And I think I agree that it goes back on Pittman because, uh, you know, he's the head guy. Now, I did think it would we would be better than we were under Enos. But, you know, looking back, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? You go from a simplified, very basic offense uh, to something that now your offensive line uh, is thinking, the quarterback's thinking, the running backs are thinking, no one has any confidence uh it was obvious that something had to change, and it had to be the play calling. But, Landon, do you not agree? This, this is a a pro-style offense demands a pro-style blocking approach, which means you have got to be physical. You have got to be able to win at the point of contact. And this offense that Enos wanted to run was not fit. It didn't it didn't match up with the skill set of the offensive lineman that you have right now. It, this is the kind of lineman that, that Bielema first brought in uh, uh, from the beginning, Kirkland and Skipper and those guys who were road graders 
They could run that mm-hmm. type of offense. This offense mm-hmm. does not fit the current offensive line that you have now at Arkansas. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, uh, again, it's a browse. Browse is wider split, so you got to be a little more athletic. you got to be able to move a little more, be a little quicker. Uh, I think that they tried to, and I think what happened is they wanted to get so much bigger, so much stronger, that they lost some of that foot quickness as well. Um, because they're not, they're not, they don't look like the same athletic linemen that they did last year. I feel like they're stuck in the middle. Uh, some guys put on weight and uh, they're not able to move, but then you've also got the guys, you know, and you're also throwing two tackles in there that aren't ready to play yet as redshirt freshmen. They're just not. I mean, Landon, Landon, hang on. Uh, let, let, let's try to squeeze in Danny real quick. He's Well, I'll take okay. that back. I thought he had a okay. question for you. But, uh, okay. but uh, you've got Chamblee, you know, for example, going to be a very good player in my opinion, but he's not physically ready. He's not. Anytime he takes on a bull rush, he gets hammered. Uh, and, I, and I'm not – again, it's just a kid that's not ready to play. Most linemen – until their third, fourth year of college. That's just a fact. Um, and then Kudas isn't ready. So now you've got the two most important positions. I mean, center's important, but now you've got two guys that can't take on bull rushes. So what's going to happen on third and long? They're going to bull rush in, they're going to collapse the pocket, and you're done. And that's what's happening. So, yes, we need a better offensive line, but you also can't go from that's part of going from a Browse offense to an Enos offense because they are different linemen. Well, the one thing that negatively, besides getting beat, that came out of the A&M game, A&M blitzed like crazy. Corner fires, safety fires, you name it. And now every other team, that's all Mississippi State did Saturday. They kept sending corner yep. fires and uh, this defensive, you I mean, this offense. I don't think you'll see that as much without the condensed formation. Thank you, Landon. QB time with Landon Leach. Southern Four Coding presents the Zone Rewind. Tune in Fridays when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Ready to transform your patio, porch, or pool deck? Call the pros at Southern Four Coding. Find them online at southernfourcoding.com. Join Puppy Up Water Rock for a dog walk around MacArthur Park and a silent auction in the pavilion to fundraise for canine cancer research on Saturday, November 4th, 11 to 2 p.m. at the MacArthur Park Pavilion in downtown Water Rock. The walk starts at 1 p.m. The registration website is at puppyupwalk.org slash waterrock. For more information, contact Fran at puppyup.org or call 501-690-1903. That's 501-690-1903. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind today. For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Are you a fan or are you the ultimate fan? Play the Elon DK Ultimate Sports Fan Packet Sweepstakes for a chance to prove you're the world's greatest armchair quarterback. All from the comfort of your own home theater. Visit an Elon DK near you to enter for a chance to build your own home theater with a $5,000 Best Buy gift card plus a YouTube TV gift card. Your ticket to streaming your favorite games this season. Visit an Elon or DK today and score big. No purchase necessary. 18 or older message and data rates may apply. For official rules, eligibility, terms and conditions, and privacy policy, visit myelon.com slash ultimate sports fan sweeps. This is the Pigskin Preacher, bringing you the word. Football old-timers like Barry Switzer like to use the term Oski for an interception. Given that, Razorback Hall of Famer Gary Adams should be known as Mr. Oski. Adams finished the 1966 season with seven interceptions, earning his first of three consecutive All-Southwest Conference first-team honors. His 13 career picks are only one behind the hog record of 14, held by Steve Atwater. Decades later, don't throw anything near Adams, as he'll just oski you. Yeah, we're watching you, number 22. And we're watching Doublebees for a tasty snack or meal of Chester's Chicken, Big Rock Pizza, a breakfast sandwich, or even catfish or a hamburger and rosebud. Doublebees. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go. 
That's Double Bees. Saturday, October 28th, make your way down to the Pine Bluff Regional Park for the Sissy's Log Cabin Smoke on the Water Championship, presented by Saracen Casino, one of the world's largest barbecue championships. This year's event is highlighted by the onstage tribute to Jimmy Buffett from Bluffett and his Son of a Sailor Band, a show that can't be missed with costumes, props, and conga lights, all the looks and sounds of Margaritaville. Music, barbecue, food trucks, vendors, and games for the kids, it can't be missed. For more information, visit SmokeOnTheWaterBBQ.com. This ad paid for with accommodations, state funds, and Arkansas's land of Legends Tourism Association funds. When it comes to tailgating this football season, Edwards Food Giant is your MVP when it comes to a hassle-free tailgate party. Pulled pork smoked to perfection, along with an ultimate lineup of sides and essentials that'll make your taste buds cheer and your tailgate setup a breeze. The Edwards team also features even more delicious meats like chicken, brisket, ribs, and smoked sausage, all straight from their own smokeouts. And it can all be found by clicking edwardsfoodgiant.com or by visiting your local Edwards Food Giant store. Edwards Food Giant is your MVP. edwardsfoodgiant.com Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. Drive Time Sports, tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, he is out today. I'm Randy Rainwater. And we are now joined by... He stands six foot six and comes in at 300 pounds. He's from Maumille, and now he's on the offensive line for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It's time to chop it up with Andrew Shambly on Drive Time Sports, presented by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Johnston's Home Center. If we don't have it, you probably don't need it. Good afternoon, Andrew. Good afternoon. How you doing? How's that old faulty back of yours? Oh, it's good. It's good. It's just tight right now, but it, everything's good. Are you undergoing treatment? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good. 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 Uh, I'm sure the break came at uh, maybe, <laughs> I'm not sure the most opportune time, but uh, certainly it had to be good just to be able to step away a little bit for from the uh, hectic pace that's presented by college football, was it not? Yes, sir. Just being able to slow down a little bit and rest the body, rest the mind a little bit before we kick things back off is definitely a, a great opportunity. Well, a, a lot has changed since the last time that we talked. And uh, Dan Enos no longer is the offensive coordinator. So in the brief amount of time that you've had with Coach Guyton, what have you seen so far? What have you heard so far? What's your What's your initial impressions? Uh, Coach Guyton is definitely uh, stepping up in a big way. Uh, he's bringing a lot of intensity and enthusiasm. He's bringing that back and bringing back a lot of pride. And uh, the way he's going to run things is we're just going to speed things up a little bit, run a little bit more tempo. So uh, my first impression is he, he's going to do great. He's going to step in and, and do some big things. Apparently, I shouldn't say apparently, he did uh, go on to Northwest Arkansas Radio earlier today, and that's K.J. Jefferson. And that was one of the main things he kept emphasizing. Let's speed up the tempo. How much do you believe, Andrew, how much will that benefit the offense, do you believe, by speeding up the tempo? Uh, it'll definitely benefit, benefit us a little bit because um, we'll have the defense on the edge uh, they won't be set up some, sometimes, and we'll just have a little beat on them. So it will definitely help out the offensive line with move calls and things of that nature. And uh, just speeding up the game just helps us. We, we know what we're doing, and we know what we got to get to. So just speeding it up is just going to have the defense on the heels. When you go back, when you go back and you – I guess you can say analyze what all happened Saturday. One of the things that Coach Pittman said uh, that was in his post-press conference, it seemed to be so dead among the offense on Saturday that he even went on the headsets apparently and said, what's going on? What's going on? Did you feel that 
yourself when you went out there Saturday that uh, things just seemed dead with the offense on Saturday? Uh, things, things did seem a little slow. Uh, not running out to the field, uh, things of that nature. So it definitely did seem like we we, we were playing it and coming out a little sluggish. Yeah, and that, that really is puzzling because we, meaning those of us as fans, we see, okay, you've got 12 guaranteed opportunities, 12 different Saturdays. How difficult is it to get up for an opponent? Or regardless, you... Your kids love to play the game. You think you'd be excited about it. How difficult, <laughs> I mean, is is that going back to maybe the leadership that you felt like uh, was involved at that at that time that they were kind of bringing some of this about? Do you understand what I'm saying, asking? Yes, sir. Uh, it, it definitely was lack of leadership. We we didn't have a lot of guys, you know, step up in that that category of, oh, I see the offense they're not performing. Let me let me say something. Hey guys, you know, things of that nature. So, uh, it it definitely was puzzling. But I mean, me as a young guy, I still got to have that nature and sometimes speak up for my speak up myself as well. One of the things that um, um, Coach Guyton said, uh, he wants enthusiasm. And he wants accountability. Andrew, in your opinion, what does that really mean? Enthusiasm and accountability. Uh, just enthusiasm really just means playing fast, playing with the passion. You know, coming off the ball hard, knowing what you got to do, and playing confident, and just being the, the accountability part is just we we all know what we need to do. We we know what we what we have on certain plays, and when we messed up, we don't cover up a guy or things of that nature. We all need to be more accountable on the field saying, hey, you know you messed it, so let's get it right instead of having to wait and come off the field. Wait for a coach to say something to you. Yeah. Uh, I I do like, I think, and, and maybe you don't know the answer to this, but it, it sounds like Coach Guyton is going to be on the sidelines. I think he's indicated as much to Coach Pittman that he prefers to be on the sideline rather than up in the in the uh, in the booth, uh, the box upstairs. Do you see that as being a plus, having the offensive coordinator there on the field with you, as compared to uh, having your coordinator up in the box? Uh, I think it, it it is it has its benefits. Uh, he can tell us some things immediately on the sideline that he couldn't do in the box and things of that nature, but. Uh, there's also some some negatives. He can't see the full picture, and he can't see everything for his own eyes on the field that he can see in the box. So, I mean, there's 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 their benefits and their negatives. So, but uh, me personally, I think it's there's I like his benefits because uh, you can adjust on the sideline and almost immediately. Yeah. Now, this again, you may not be able to answer. Uh, obviously. A lot of success under Kendall Browles with his schemes and with his philosophy. Can you see blending any of that? Uh, what most of you guys, I think, at least experienced it under. Uh, I know Limmer and Latham and, well, Braun didn't because he was at Florida. But uh, can you see some of those philosophies going back to those those schemes that you enjoyed under uh, Kendall Bryles, can you see some of those being incorporated into what you're doing? Um, I could see it, but I, I don't have a clear answer for you. <laughs> okay. I, I just thought I'd ask. What what the heck? What the heck? Um, physically, that's been a question mark also, that uh, maybe this line has not been as physical as it's as it's needed. Do you think some of that, Andrew, came from the fact that there was so much thinking that was going on? Uh, yeah, I, I think that that plays a part of it, but uh, we still have to be able to go perform and, and go be the dominant that dominant online that we know that we need to be. Well, I know that 
if if you're thinking a lot, you're not confident. So that that plays a little bit into it. Yeah, I mean, the more you think, the less aggressive. I think it takes away from your aggressiveness uh, if you're thinking so much because you, you know you make the right step or do this or do that. Um, talking about having the open date, what do you think that Coach Pittman will want to try to accomplish? Uh, I can't say the most, but what do you, what do you think he really wants to accomplish over this next? basic week and a half? Uh, definitely um, get the offense going, you know, and just keeping the team together, uh, playing fast, and just playing the brand of Arkansas football that we know. That we know. Do you feel like everything, I, I mean, you don't feel like no one's let go of the rope, have you yet? Oh, no, sir, not at all. We, we know that we... We're against the ropes now. We got to win out to go to a bowl game. So we 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 all know that we got to lock in at the moment and, and go perform. Kind of like recommitting, right? Yes, sir. Rededicating yourself. Here's the task in front of ourselves. Here's our goals, and here's what we got to do to in order to achieve that. Uh, right. Let's check in on school. How's school going? Everything in school is going good. Uh, currently caught me in the middle of working on some schoolwork, so. <laughs> Why well, don't want to take you away from your schoolwork? Oh, no, no, no. I got time today, especially with the bye week. We got to practice a little bit early today, so it was nice to get home before 7 o'clock. That's, uh, you've been you've been running right to the edge, it seems like, for many, many weeks uh, being able to make it right at 6.30. So we're glad you got a little extra, extra breathing room there. Uh, Andrew, finally, before I let you go, Manuel seems to be getting a little bit better each and every day. Um, how do you see the offensive line now that all this is going about? How do you see the offensive line moving forward from what we've been seeing over the last, uh, what, Eight games. I think there may become some changes on the O line. Um, I, I don't know full detail because, uh, of course, I'm not Coach Kennedy, but I do believe that there may be, become some changes on the line. So, interesting, interesting. Okay, all right, my friend. Enjoy your time off. Well, you're still practicing, but uh, enjoy your time off. Get that back 100 percent. And we look forward to talking with you next week. Yes, sir. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you. Andrew Shambly, University of Arkansas. And um, tall task. Still ahead of these guys as they get ready to go down to this stretch run of the season. All right, let's see. This from our Asher Record Service Company Life in Feedback. From Jack, if you're recruiting for Arkansas, what high schools in area or areas would you recruit to get some real football players? Monsters. If you're recruiting for Arkansas, would you say, are you asking Jack strictly from inside the state? Or are you asking about just anywhere in general? Now this kind of ties into what Jeff said. Why won't the Hogs recruit Pine Bluff, West Memphis, Bryant, North Little Rock, Parkview, and Conway? You can't tell me we can't fill the decent team by recruiting these schools. The players they are recruiting are too soft, especially on the O-line. All right, Drive Time Sports will continue in a moment. Land specialist Mike Poor at Whitetail Properties Real Estate chose forestry as his profession and has been a registered forester for over 30 years. As an accredited land consultant, Mike speaks land. He can help buyers like you find attributes on property that you might have overlooked or not fully understood. He also knows how to market property and negotiate transactions by understanding the needs of each party and providing solutions by being innovative, creative, and diligent. Call Mike Poor today at 501-428-7177. Whitetail Properties. Dot com. 
Brace yourself because the Carpet Barn is turning October into a month-long flooring extravaganza. You need proof? In stock 12 mil vinyl plank, usually $2.99. Now is yours for a buck ninety-nine. Seven and a half inch wide engineered European white oak, a luxury at $5.39. Now it's at $2.99. There's no gimmicks, no sneaky price hikes, no hidden fees. We're all about honesty and keeping your wallet happy. Mark your calendars running throughout October only at the Carpet Barn in Conway and North. If you're on the job day in and day out, you know living with pain in your knees, hips, back, or shoulders is miserable. The good news, QC Kinetics gets it. They understand guys like you. They don't have the luxury of taking time off. They want to keep working. We are built for those guys that want to keep working and want to stay active. So the vast majority of who we see are the blue-collar guys like me and you. QC Kinetics uses biologic therapies, just like pro athletes have used for years, to get you lasting pain relief with no surgery. I want you to continue working. I want you to continue exercising. The joints are made to be moved. The treatments at QC Kinetics are fast and non-invasive. It's not a lot of time commitment on your part. There is no downtime or recovery time. You don't need short-term disability with what we do. We want to keep you active. Call QC Kinetics now to set up your free no-obligation consultation. Learn how you can get real pain relief and stay on the job. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer has five service trucks available providing you on-site service to get you back on the road. If that doesn't do it, Stacked has a new state-of-the-art 13-bay shop for service and repair on all Class A trucks, trailers, RVs, light and medium-duty commercial vehicles, tires, brakes, AC, engine repair, transmissions, differentials, and driveline repair. Stacked Commercial Truck and Trailer Repair. Get stacked two miles off 530 exit 34 in White. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Company is your blueprint for success. Whether you're a professional contractor or just need a hand being handy, Whit Davis is your partner for getting the job done right. From quality materials to tools for projects inside and out, they understand how important quality is when it comes to your home. So, when you're in need of a lumberyard or hardware store, think of my friends over at Whit Davis. You can find them in Jacksonville, Cabot, Sherwood, and Greenbrier or online at WhitDavis.com. Now, back to Drive Time Sports, live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. It's gut check time. Drive Time Sports is back on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to Drive Time Sports and the Buzz Radio Network. I'm Randy Rainwater. Thanks for being part of today's program. Um, while we have a moment, I will continue to attempt to try to catch up. I, I realize, and I apologize, we can't get to every part that comes in concerning um, the live feed feedback or the Buzz text line. Um, this from Trebo, by way of our Southern Structural Solutions bus text line. He says, are players still considered kids? We pay them, and now we pay, and we pay and them now, and pay some of them very, very well. Social media is never the place to go after someone. But maybe we should be open to talk about that. You take a million-dollar deal from a team, you got to be able to take some heat. I understand your point, and I wish there was, in some regards, a way that you could talk to some of these kids. But, on the other hand, we know you give an inch, and some will go way beyond a mile. And uh, you don't want this to turn into a situation that it can be used against Arkansas and other dealings with future prospective athletes for the University of Arkansas. That kind of word gets around, and it can be very detrimental. So I understand it's a thin, thin line. I totally understand 
talk about where you're coming from. Uh, this also from from uh, our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line says, "Can Landon go to the this from Mike and Brian? Can Landon go to the hill and give advice and help coach? He is legit on his assessment." Musselman was like Ronald Reagan coming in after the Jimmy Carter years. Uh, okay. Um, this from Trebo again. Hot take. KJ had everything to do with KJ, uh, Dan Eno's firing. He quit several games ago and was willing to roll his eyes on the field. This that was a very low point of KJ. Disappointing, but the truth is he is popular, and um, he was arguably a very frustrated player. Uh, you know, we're not the turning point on Pittman head coach career in KJ's. That pick six at A&M last year, say what you want to say, but everything changed from then on. Let's talk to KJ. KJ. DK. DK, you're not KJ. Good afternoon. No, sir. How's it going? <laughs> oh, Doing good, oh, man. Uh, thank you. Oh, uh, look here, Randy. Now, if uh, primetime Dion them make a bowl and Arkansas don't, uh, Sam Pitt needs to catch that same fishing boat that Eno's on, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, Wesley Moore, he made a statement. I didn't like him when he made it, but it's the truth. He said Sam Pittman is just another Mike Anderson. You know what I'm saying? He didn't mean it in a bad way. He said he came, he righted the ship, got you on stable ground, but he done took you far as he can take you. If we don't make it to a boat, Sam need to be on that same fishing boat with Dan Eno. But what I was trying to find out is, now the Hogs got to buy. So do the little blue book increase this week? <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you are you trying to say that uh, Arkansas uh, versus the buy, and uh, that's worth one hundred and three dollars and seventy cents? How do we know what the score is going to be? Well, I'm, I'm just saying, hey, that's just how the schedule rolled out. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> so I'm just looking for an extra two hundred dollars in that pot <laughs> by the time they meet Florida. <laughs> I, I will consult with the powers that be, but I think you know what the answer is going to be. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have a good night. That's a good try, though, DK. I like that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tiebreaker could be KJ gets 1.5 yards rushing. Okay. Uh, let's see. This from our Southern. Structural Solutions Buzz Text Line. Um, 501 is the 2025 or 2026 class that has a lot of the top talent in the state. And do we think whichever one is Musk may have a big freshman class that year? I just don't know if Musk will take more than two or three freshmen anymore. That's a great point because... Uh, I think it's the class of 2025 that's going to be really, really good. But I think with the transfer portal, the way that you can use it to uh, plug in some experienced veteran type of players, two to three, I'd rather I'd rather only recruit two or three and retain those then have players that you bring in, and after one year they realize they might want to go someplace else just to get playing time. That's a, that's a reality. But um, I, 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 I don't know what his philosophy will be. We saw what happened with the five stars that he got last year. Uh, this fan opinion... The Razorback football program has to add six to seven transfer players at receiving and speed back. Defense, NIL dollars. Program realignment and staff cleaning. That is fan opinion. 
six to seven players at receiving and running back. Um, did y'all forget Nolan Richardson followed Sutton? No. I'm not sure how I said it earlier, but you go back to the days of Coach Richardson, 40 minutes of hell, then you go back to Eddie Sutton, and um, that's where some of the best defense I think we've ever seen. <laughs> this from um, the 870. My blue book pick this week is zero zero zero. Mail the check. Okay. Uh, this we haven't had good coaching since Houston Nutt and Bobby Petrino. Please note, everyone, the last ten years our average win total is five wins per season. And for the nine zero three, could we still hire? Prime time. Would he leave Colorado? We are an SEC school. SEC school. Would that help? A. I don't think. For the time being, Neon Dion would leave from uh, Colorado. I'm sure, he's played handsomely. Combine that with all of the commercial deals that you now see him on. I think he's doing probably quite well. And he seems to have his NIL program in high gear out in Colorado. Uh, I have no idea what Hunter Yurichek, if there was a head coach opening, would he now say, primetime, would you consider coming to Arkansas now? Don't know. Of course, the way that works, they put um, feelers out to see if there is interest or not. This from the 205... And he says when tickets were $10 and a trip to Fayetteville was only a couple of hundred dollars, it wasn't a huge deal. But he makes $6 million a year. I don't like hearing he doesn't know. I hear that from someone for a whole... I get to hear that from someone for a whole lot less understand the pain. All right, that is it. We must say so long and goodbye. Buzz animal cruelty, spay and neuter your pet. Have a great rest of the night. So long, everybody. is your official sports and entertainment station, Central Arkansas. We are 1037 The Buzz, KABZ Little Rock. Today is the day. After countless hours of research, cutting back expenses, and nine months of anxiously waiting for her, today is the day you finally bring home... <laughs>